All right, recording now. Cool. <clears throat> poopy, poopy, poopy. You're listening to the Paula and Jay Money Show. We'd rather be at a bar with you right now, but this is the next best thing. It's Financial Freedom Time with Paula Pant and Jay Money. Hey, Jay Money. Hi, Paula. Hi, all you beautiful listeners. All four of you. All four of you. Hello. (laughs) I've got a lot of coffee going through my veins, so I'm doing spectacular. Nice. I'm trying to get there. I'm uh, I'm on my first cup still. Yeah, you're you're in the the shiny Vegas. I am. We're we're a few hours apart here. I'm in DC area. Hey, wondering why the sound quality kind of sucks? It's because we don't really know what we're doing. At least not yet. So if the sound quality bothers you, just skip ahead to episode six where we figure it out. But if it doesn't bother you, stick around. We got some good stuff. So for those of you who are listening right now, it's uh, because Jay is on Eastern time and I'm on Pacific time. For me, it's like just after eight in the morning. And for Jay, it's like lunchtime. Yeah, man. I wake up at 5 a.m. every day like Benjamin Franklin. Do you so really? My day is almost over. Oh, yeah. I'm on, on work day. I only do it during the work week. Uh-huh. Um, I'm on workday number 53, I believe today was. Wow. Yeah, it's cool. It's really, it's really different. I'm, I mean, I'm a night person, so this is way different, but it's, I'm getting a lot more done. Yeah, wow. What time do you go to bed at night in order to make that happen? Anywhere between, in a perfect world, like 10, but mm-hmm. like late, now that I'm used to it, I've been like inching it up. So now I'm up to like 11. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the first like month, you know, I was in bed like 9, 9.30 and I was just gone. Um, <laughs> you know, but now like I'm used to it, my body's used to it. And now I'm like, it's like, oh, I'll just watch one show or something. Mm. But yeah, so really, that's a really interesting experiment. I'm, I'm fascinated by this. So do you fall asleep at 10, which means that you like kind of start winding down, going to bed, brushing your teeth, reading a book at like nine? Yeah. So we put our kids down 8, 15, 8, 30. Mm-hmm. And so what I do is I hurry up and take a shower. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I'm like, you know what, I'm tired, I brush my teeth and do everything. So like by nine, I'm already done. Mm. And then it's just a matter of, do I want to hang out? So I'll lay in bed and read or, or hang out. You know, then I'm just, I just fall asleep. Like I just close my eyes now within like seconds, I'm gone. Wow. Which is like a big change, yeah. And then the most interesting change, besides like all the productivity stuff, uh-huh. I dream like really vivid dreams. Like I have like really fascinating. Some are bad, but most of them are good, just positive dreams. Mm-hmm. And I remember everything clearly. It feels like it's so. I don't know if like the hours I'm spending or it's really solid, but whatever the reason, like I dream like crazy. So it's really neat. I've been doing a a mod, I mean, a a much more mellow version of that. I've been waking up between like around 6.30. Okay, that's still freaking early. (laughs) Yeah, there are some mornings that I'll wake up at, like the range is like 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. And what time do you go to bed? Like last night I went to bed at at about midnight. So it's still a solid like six to seven hours of sleep. Yeah, yeah, it's great. You know, that's like being in bed at maybe 11 or something. Okay. Like my brain needs to unwind right before I sleep. So, you know, once I'm in right. bed, I'll, I'll usually read for a little bit and then and then eventually pass out. That's good. I think that like, like we have like a no, I have a no electronics uh, rule in, in our bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> like if I'm in bed, like I can't touch it. My wife is, is on it, but I'm like, nope. It's been like a solid year almost. And it, man, it just so much better sleep and better like just for the brain to unwind, it's crazy. Yeah, exactly. I feel the same way. No, no laptops, none of that. Like uh, a Kindle is fine for reading, but nothing work related. Yes, exactly. Yeah. The other thing uh, on my laptop, I have this app called Flux, F-L-U-X. Mm-hmm. And what it does is like you set the time in which you fall asleep. And then as the day goes on, it gradually removes um, the wavelengths of light, like the blue of portion of light wavelengths Mm -hmm. and because those are the wavelengths that like keep you awake right so like like if this like i don't okay i don't totally understand how the eye works or or how light wavelengths work but basically there are certain light wavelengths that like signal to your brain that it's daytime and it's time to be awake Mm -hmm. and so what this app does is it remove as the day goes on it removes those light wavelengths from your computer screen Hmm. so that like if you're on the computer at say 8 p.m or 9 p.m you're looking at a, a screen that has different types of color and light in it than the screen that you'd be looking at at noon 
Mm. I wonder if I wake up at like five and like I don't get on the computer till around six. Mm -hmm. But then like around like my work day usually ends like around 430 or five. Mm -hmm. So like at 430 or five, would it like think it's like getting dark out and like start like changing it, even though it's like bright as hell outside? Yeah, yeah. You you can program it for whatever your schedule is. Okay. So like you just set like this is the time I go to sleep. This is the time I wake up. And then it, it does all of that for you based around that. You know what I want an app to do? Like at five thirty, just shut down and never turn on until the next morning. Like, like not, not even like even if I wanted to, it just doesn't. Like it's gone. Wow. <laughs> it forces me not to do it. <laughs> like it would be, it would be so different if that was your life, right? Like you would get so much shit done, so much. Because there's things that linger, and I'm like, well, I can go on later on, just pop on for ten minutes or something. Yeah. But like, if there was nothing lingering and that was it, like you were done. Uh, you know, uh, you'd be getting a lot more done. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I could handle that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what I wanted to talk to you about today. Balls um, <laughs> and different weird colors in the sky. <laughs> is um, It goes back to actually something that you mentioned earlier. You, so you, you were talking about getting the kids ready for bed at 8.30, blah, 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 blah. So yeah. what I wanted to ask you is like, how has your life as, as a hustler and as an entrepreneur how has it changed since having kids? And and actually, before we get into that, let me let's let's kind of establish your backstory. Like, okay, when did you quit your job and become self-employed in relation to like popping out babies? Did you have a kid yet at that point or not? No, I was working um, full time, forty hours a week for like a um, like a startup um, in Washington D.C. Like doing like uh, cell phone related technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I started the blog for a few years. It started to take off. Eventually, I was doing that like 30, 40 hours a week plus the job. And my wife's like, dude, you need to like stop one and keep the other. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, it's not going to be like my job. <laughs> um, so so I, we were, it was just the two of us. We were married, um, you know, dual incomes. Life was good financially. I was a hustler extreme. Um, and then I went to, you know, turn in my two weeks notice. I got fired on the same day. And I said, Oh, well, I'm a full time blogger as of this day. Um, and that was four years ago. So yeah, so the first year of self employment was just me and, and my wife, there's no kids. Um, and I still work like 70 80 hours, like, like nonstop for that whole year until I found out um, we were pregnant. Um, and so, yeah, so, so I had like a few years of really hustling and just saving money like crazy. Mm -hmm. Like my goal is to have like 50 grand saved up so I could quit my job and just try and blog full time. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think I got to about 40,000. Um, and then that's when, you know, I got laid off and I just went right into it. So, you know, I told my wife, Hey, like, well, I'll, let me just try this out for a couple months. You know, if it doesn't work out, I'll start looking for a job. And, and after that period, we just, you know, I kept working. So, you know, so here we are today. Yay. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, like, so to answer your original question, going from 70, 80 hours of work to realizing you're having a kid, mm-hmm. like it really, like, I mean, and everyone says it, but like your life changes like so many different ways, like good ones, some bad ones, but it's like a, just a mental, like mind, it's just crazy. You know, like, A, like, you're responsible for, like, another human being, you know, which is crazy. And, and, like, you leave the hospital and then you're just, it's just you and them. There's, like, no rules and there's books and all that, you know, but, I mean, kids are just, they're all so different. Um, and so, really, like, my first thought was, like, I don't want to be that workaholic person, mm-hmm. you know. Like, that's my fear that, like, I would just pick work over my kids, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I just, we'd been doing love drop, which was our, um, philanthropy project. So like the day I found out we were pregnant, I was literally like in toys are our babies are us. Like I had to spend $2,000 on, on baby stuff. I didn't know anything about babies. I didn't know I, nothing. Like we had to get like this girl to come help us like shop for babies. Um, <laughs> all these babies, I swear in the store before I find out, were, like staring at me and I'm like, these babies are creeping me out. Like, <laughs> Wait, so you were in Babies R Us for the philanthropy project, so not like unrelated to unrelated, (laughs) yeah, totally unrelated. Um, And we had like, I mean, two thousand dollars to we were trying to help these three 
um, premature babies that were like on like breathing ventilation systems. Mm -hmm. Um, they were really poor family. I mean, it was just a horrible situation. So we raised money online. We flew out there in Indianapolis and we, and we had two grand to to just buy as much stuff for babies as we could, like food, diapers, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And again, I didn't know any, I've never changed a diaper. I didn't know about, I didn't know about anything. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we get in the car, we load it up and then I get the call that my wife's pregnant and I'm like, what? Like, I was, it was just one of those, like, moments, like, you don't really understand all the way. And you're, like, trying to figure it out, mm. you know? And then we go and help these little babies. And I'm holding them. And I'm, like, about to cry. And they're like, dude, what's wrong with you? Like, I haven't told anyone except, like, my, my, my best friend and business partner, Nate. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really fascinating. And so we – and it took us two years of trying. Mm. And we just couldn't, you know, get pregnant. And we thought something was wrong. I was literally like had gone to like the fertility per- uh, place to like give samples and all that stuff so they can like diagnose if there's something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And then it, like we just stopped trying for a couple months and then all of a sudden it happened. Mm. So that was cool. The second time around, uh, we thought, well, you know, it might be another two years. Let's start trying. We got pregnant on the very first try. Wow. So like that was like way shocking too. But but yeah, so going back to your question, like like it changed. Like A, I, I didn't want to hustle as much. And then I also realized when I stopped hustling as much that like I forgot about life. Mm-hmm. You know, I forgot about like doing enjoyable stuff and not I mean like I love working and blogging and making money like that's fun Mm -hmm. but I forgot what it was like before that happened Mm. and so now to put things in perspective we have two little boys a three-year-old and a one and a half year old um I work maybe 40 hours a week Mm -hmm. someday so I'm trying to get down to like 20 or 30 and so what I'm realizing is like to, to like work less and still get paid like you have to be super efficient or like be working on something that's gonna like produce more because mm. like you can't just keep working less and less and money goes up like you just have to figure out how to do that right so i'm in like that perfect world of trying to figure it out how to do that and what have you figured out so far focusing on one or two projects is better than like 10 yeah so i went from owning budgets are sexy we were doing the philanthropy thing and then I literally had bought like 10 sites total. Like there's a whole underground market of financial blogs that people are buying and selling and flipping and all. I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah. Like half of the blogs that are out there that's older than two years have probably been sold or managed by someone else. Like it's interesting. Mm-hmm. And so I, I stumbled across that by accident and that's mm-hmm. what helped le- led me to lead me to be able to um, do it full time is that I had a whole bunch of sites. And I only wrote and I only cared and, and promoted my own budgets are sexy. Yeah. The others were like purely business. Yeah. Um, and they were friends that I had read and they're like, you know what? I don't want to blog anymore. What should I do? But it was making money. So it was kind of like a small business. So I ended up taking it over from them, giving them money, then hiring writers. And I mean, I wasn't really involved in it. I just technically owned it. Right. You know, so it's kind of like your, your real estate empire, except it was online. Right. And it was still very much passive, but like I was kind of like the property manager of them. Yeah. Does that makes sense? Yeah, yeah. So that took up the reason I was working so long is because like I was just managing a whole bunch of sites and like keeping them afloat. Right. And I really wasn't like strategizing or trying to build my own personal projects that I actually cared about. So I went from like 10 or 12 sites total down to two now, which is just budgets are sexy, just rockstar finance. And, you know, magically, the more you spend on it, you know, the more it goes up, you know, traffic and, and money. And so that's one thing I've been learning a lot. And I do like consulting and coaching on the side and, you know, some projects here and there. Yeah. But by and large, like I've cut out everything for the most part, except those two main things. Nice. And like, so at the peak before kids, or even with, with the first one in mm-hmm. the beginning, I think I was making, all, like from all my online projects and stuff, total, not just my blog, uh, I think the highest I got was like 140 or 50,000. Mm-hmm. And that lasted a couple years, like two years. Then as I said, you know what, like scale back. Like I, like when I was, when you're, you're cutting things, you know, it's like you're selling your homes, you're getting a little chunk of money, but then you lose all that passive income. Right. So I got some chunks of money, which helped. But then my income went from like 150, like last year, I think was like 60 or 70,000 by the time, like, you know, I don't know what the word's called, but after you like deduct everything and max out your IRAs and all that kind of stuff, like whatever you're left over, like the taxable income. Your adjusted gross income. Yeah. That thing was like 60 or 70,000, which is a huge ass drop. Mm. Right. And I support a family of four all by myself for the most part. Mm. financially at least yeah um and so now then once i got rid of everything and started focusing now like this year i'm probably back up to 130 140 you know so that tells you like it's possible it's just a lot of 
figuring it out, moving around. So then how, how were you able to make that jump from, say, from an AGI of 70 a year to an AGI of 130 or 140 without unduly increasing your, your hours, without, like, you know, the time for money exchange cycle? Yeah, so I did a lot of like losing money, like for a whole year, I was losing. Oh, and remind, and so going back to kids stuff, uh-huh. like without kids, like obviously it's cheaper, yeah. right? So not only did I was like dropping from like one forty or whatever down to seventy, but then like tack on two thousand a month for daycare, mm-hmm. yeah, and food and all the other stuff that comes with it. And I was trying to like start like college funds, yeah. And so like, yeah, so I like we were literally losing around 2000 a month for a whole year. Mm-hmm. Like we were negative cash flow. And so and the only thing that kept me afloat was, hey, look what you're doing now. This is going to start taking off again. Right. Like like I knew that, like I had to take a cut if I wanted to only focus on my passion projects. Mm-hmm. And so that's the big thing. Right. Going back to money. Like, yeah, I'd rather be making 150 again, mm-hmm. you know, like in a perfect world. But happiness level, I was more happy making less and working on more of the stuff I cared about. Mm -hmm. Like, it's crazy. Like, that's half the money, especially as a money person, you know, and the show is a lot about money. Like, I was more happy making less, you know. Now, granted, like, there's kids in my life and, like, I was working on a mission. So there's all those other factors. It's not just money. Um, But, like, I traded it. Like, that was a conscious decision. I'm going to lose money for a little while. But the the hope is that it's going to go back up and I'm building the foundation, Mm. you know. Um, I mean, even, you know, Budgets Are Sexy Rockstar, like my traffic literally almost doubled in the last year and a half only because I just pay attention more, you know, I don't even do that much more to be honest with you. I should be doing a lot more. I just hate business stuff sometimes, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like you don't want to like hawk all these crazy products and make a ton of money off your readers that you don't care about, you know, right? like, like the products we care about the readers, right, right, right. You know, so, you know, that there's that whole balance. Um, But yeah, but the kids that were kind of like the impetus to that, they're, you know, they, kind of forced me to have a better work-life balance, you know? And I would say, like, a, it's pretty good for the only exception of, like, I don't really have a social life as much mm-hmm. because, like, I spend all my time with my kids, um, you know, or, and if I'm not with them, then I'm usually, like, working. You know, that's one thing that I've read. So uh, on a couple of financial blogs, I've I, when the topic of, like, kids and money comes up, one of the things that I've read is is people say like, yeah, you have all of these additional expenses with children, like diapers and food and all of that. Mm-hmm. But there are certain expenses that you no longer have, like your bar tab is just... Oh, that's true. I never thought about that. Yeah. So what's your opinion of that? Like, does that make a significant difference or <clears throat> does it depend on like... I don't, I don't think it evens out <laughs> at all, but you're right. Like we don't party as much. Like we'll drink beer at home, which mm-hmm. is obviously cheaper. And like, I'll have like one or two max instead, mm-hmm. you know, whereas like before, like on the weekends, we'd go downtown and party in DC and all that kind of good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so you do save money with there. Um, we get a lot of hand-me-downs from especially clothes. So we don't really spend too much on clothes, mm-hmm. um, but it's really like the daycare situation is just ridiculous. Especially like if you live in like even more expensive cities. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that's really the killer. And then like healthcare is a lot. Well, I got it for free at my work for a little while, which is awesome. But when I went on my own, I think I was spending like 200 a month. Then like, it would like creep up. Like when I emerged my wife, maybe like 500 a month. Mm-hmm. And now literally it's almost a thousand bucks a month to have the four of us on, you know, Obamacare or whatever it's called. Yeah. You know, and because when you make it a lot of money, more money, like you don't get all the, uh, whatever. The like, subsidies. Yeah. The subsidies. So like earlier in the year. We got subsidies, so it was like 600. Mm-hmm. But then when I realized like this year, like it was starting to take off, I'm like, oh crap, like I'm gonna like not have subsidies and then I'm gonna have to pay back it or whatever it is. I don't know at the end of the year. Yeah. So yeah, so that goes up. You know, my wife runs a laundry every single day, which is like mind blowing to me. <laughs> um, you know, said so, like once or twice a week. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of expenses, obviously, but I think saving like all our activities. Which, are, which I love are like going for walks, going to the park, mm-hmm. um, going to visit grandma, going to do like all these things that like I did, you know, normally every now and then, but, but they're all free. And like kids, like, man, you like give them water to splash in or throw rocks in the river or something. They go bonkers. You know? <laughs> give them a box. Like they love it. Like we have a pile of like crap that, I mean, it's not crap. It's like really nice toys. Yeah. But they don't go for it. They go for all like the, the silly, stupid things that right. are like free. I love it. You know, <laughs> you know, like they just, they're just happy. Like honestly, all they want to do is like spend time with you, you mm-hmm. know, which is free. Right. 
and and they learn and they're soaking it up. So like in a weird way, like I become kind of like a childish kid myself. Like I'm remembering all the stuff I forgot as an adult. Mm-hmm. You know, like you forget that you can like play and dream and do some of this stuff, right? Like you forget like the little things are making you happy. You know, like and I think that was the, that was like the number one thing that I thought when we realized we were pregnant with the second one, mm-hmm. like I, my first thought was like, holy shit, like how did this happen on the first try? Like that was like, really <laughs> and then it was like, oh my gosh, like our son's going to have like a little play toy, you know, like they're going to have a fun, like little brother, mm-hmm. you know, like that was, that was like right up there in my thoughts. And it's true. Like, like now these be able to walk and stuff, they're like wrestling, they're playing with each other. If we left them in a room for a couple hours, like they would just be fine hanging out with each other and doing stuff, you know, mm. which I love, you know, they're not, they don't need, you know, TV or crazy electronics and they're still young, you know, so I'm learning a lot about what it's like to be back, you know, in that little kid mindset, you know, and they learn, they pick up words. I got to watch out. Like I can't curse in front of them, right? Like <laughs> I got to watch these things they're, you know, they pick up on this stuff. Actually, my son, this is really funny. Last night, um, I don't know why, like whenever like my wife like bends over, like um, sometimes her pants are a little bit lower uh-huh. and my son thinks it's hilarious to go there and try and like touch her butt. <laughs> yeah. He does it, and it drives her mad. Like it's like so inferior to her. But last night he did it. And when she turned around, he said, hot candy. And I was like, hot candy, what, where did you hear this? And why did you associate that with a butt, you know? Yeah. It's crazy, the things that these kids think about, you know? (laughs) Like, even the other day, like, we're, like, learning how to, like, potty train. Um, And, like, like the the pee didn't want to come out, you know? And so he just looked at me and said, I guess the pee wants to sleep in my penis tonight. You know? It's like, (laughs) oh, my God. Like, why would you, like, how do you even come up with this stuff? (laughs) I think that sometimes if I'm peeing, I'm like, oh. Didn't want to go to sleep. It wanted to go out, you know? <laughs> so they are, I mean, they are just, they are just fascinating, I guess is the perfect word for, for especially little kids. You know, ask me when they're teenagers. I don't know. But right now they're like cute little fascinating creatures. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why they make them so cute because they take all your money. That's my theory. <laughs> I, tra- I track my money. I don't know if you remember this. Yeah, um, the baby tracker. The baby tracker. I track from the second from from the second we used uh, what are those things called? Like when you find out if you're pregnant, the little stick. Oh yeah, thingy. the little stick, the pregnancy, pregnancy stick, stick thing. Yeah, like that was like the first charge that we tracked. I think all the way up until he was a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And then once we had the second, where we knew we were going to have the second kid, I was like, I'm not tracking it and dividing up the cost and trying to figure out where the, you know, where the money, you know, is, is going to. Yeah. Categorizing one as baby number one and the other is baby number two. Yeah. And like, yeah. That's just too much. Yeah. With the food, the food and everything, like, I don't know what they're, which one's going to eat what. And it's just, you know, it was a lot. I mean, cause we had to take care of the kids. But yeah. So I, we spent... Mm. on just just our first kid and i'll tell you how it breaks down here um so and that was in uh 29 months total from pregnancy okay so about a thousand a month yeah and so before the birth it costs us about $3,000, like doctor visits, getting stuff ready, you know, like you need a crib, you need all these things that you don't normally have, right? It sounds like a lot of money. And obviously, it is a lot of money, because if we didn't have kids, we would have, you know, probably 50 grand invested now, right? Mm-hmm. But there but there are some of these that some people aren't going to have, which is really good. So like toys, for the first year and a half total, like was like 300 bucks. Mm-hmm. That's nothing. Clothes, only 600 A lot of the stuff we got donated. Sometimes I'd like splurge on like a, a shirt for 10 bucks or something. Yeah. Diapers, we didn't go the cloth route. I know that's a whole, there's all, like, all these little debates on which is better yeah. and cheaper and better for the environment. So like that's a whole other, I don't get involved in any of that. Um, diapers, we spent $1,100 total. Um, so diapers was big. Home and furniture stuff, um, so like drawers and I don't know what, what else is in here. Eleven hundred. Um, food is at thirteen hundred. Hmm. So food's expensive, but still, like again, this is this is after the baby's a year and a half, right? You yeah. Know? Um, and then college savings was three thousand that we started for. So that normally might not be in there for people. Right. Um, supplies. This is I think this is a whole bunch of random stuff was eighteen hundred. So the big the big boys were two were medical. Um, and our insurance was probably like average. So it wasn't good. It wasn't bad. It was $7,000. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and kid, man, these little kids, especially in daycare, they get sick all the time because they're passing around all kinds of nonsense. So we were like constantly in, in you know, doctors. And then daycare, and this again is just like a one-year-old. And this is only like six months of daycare or something was $11,000. Wow. Last year, we spent, I think, 20000 just on daycare for two kids. That's a lot of freaking money, right? So, and so that the daycare really is the biggest thing. And obviously there's a trade-off, right? Like, like right now my wife's looking for jobs. She finished her, so she, we had them in daycare so that I could work full time mm-hmm. and that my wife could finish her PhD. Mm-hmm. Two things that were somewhat important, right? Right. So I have to continue to work because I'm the only one bringing money. So I can't watch them. And no one ever dare say like work while you're watching kids because it is not possible, especially if babies. Like that's one thing that everyone told me. Oh, you can work while they're sleeping. That no is, way in hell. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I mean, like people say that shit to me all the time. They're like, oh, you work from home. So like that'll be great <laughs> when you have kids. And I'm like, yeah, let's think about that logically. Does anybody suggest that you bring your children to the office? Yeah, that's exactly, exactly. That's what you have. That's the same comparison, right? Yeah. Even if they're sleeping in the office, even if it's true, you can work for an hour or two hours and still be productive. Yeah. That's still not eight hours or 10 hours or however hours you're hustling. Exactly. You know? yeah. That's all you can do in the morning and night. That's true. But like, remember too, with kids, especially babies, like you're mentally and physically exhausted. They are a lot of work, mm-hmm. you know? So, so it's not even like just time only. It's also like the, the energy. That, yeah, mental that, bandwidth. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, so now my wife now is, uh, she finished her degree, mm-hmm. looking for jobs. And so she's watching the kids. We pulled them out. So we're saving around 2000 a month having the kids out of daycare now, mm-hmm. um, which is great for the wallet. The kids like haven't gotten sick in like five months. Like they are flourishing. You know, they're, they're playing with each other. We're getting to know them better. There's like tons of pros and cons to both ways. Mm-hmm. So now they're here, which we're saving money. But, um, you know, at some point, right, like this is a decision like, well, if we had more kids, then like, you know, there's like that financial problem too versus also like how you want to raise your kids. But if you get a job, it has to at least cover daycare and more. Or what's the point financially? You know, unless you're trying to advance your career, you know, there's like a whole bunch of variables into it, right? Right. And that's like another hot topic that people like, well, you should, your, your kids are only going to be young once. Like you need to stay home with them. Like that's the right thing to do. Like you don't, your career second, blah, blah, blah. But like, these are all nice in theory, but in real life, you know, it's a little different depending on who you are. Yeah. Um, I mean, and, and that's one of those things. So like, okay, that argument of like, oh, your kid, you know, your kids are only going to be little once you should stay home with them. But yeah. on the other hand, uh, well, okay, first of all, people normally say that to women. Like most people, I don't, I don't, I don't know what your experience is. That's true, yeah. Definitely. But most people don't like guilt dads about going to work. Right. So why the double standard? Like why, yes, why are women held to a different standard than men? Yeah. Man, people, like I feel like, like usually it comes down to like, I, I thought I knew how it was going to be. My wife thought, like, some people think we know. Like, even you, you might have a vision, like, if you have kids one day, like, how you think you're going to be. Yeah. But not until they're there are you like, okay, wow. Like, like some people are like, I'll never stay at home. No way in hell. I'm career advancing. I'm moving up the ladder. I'm awesome. They have kids and like, I'm done. Like, all I want to do is spend time with my kids. Mm-hmm. Like, I know like two people like that. And it's like, wow. Like, they just completely changed. Just, it just changed your life, right? Right. Others... I know, like, yeah, I want to stay at home. Like, my wife was like, well, maybe I could do that. I'm not sure. And now, like, after four months, she's like, oh, I'm ready to go back in the workforce. You yeah. know? <laughs> Love them. They're getting along great. But, like, she misses. And she's also been out of the workforce for, like, six or seven years getting the degree and everything. Mm-hmm. And every time we had a kid, like, it prolonged it. Mm-hmm. So, like, she's been out longer. So she misses. And, you know, she wants to have her own thing and with adults. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm like, oh, you could be a blogger. You know, we could like team up and do all this. She's like, no, that's your thing. Let me find my thing. Right. Like it's more of like a finding yourself independence kind of thing in general. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know? So like we appreciate having the kids. We're soaking it in. And at some point they are going to go back to daycare, you know, depending on what, where and how much and all that. But um, yeah, so it's a, you know, I think that's like the, the best thing I could leave with people is like just like appreciate the pros of whatever situation you're in and it's going to change over time. But like it, you know, there's like goods and bads. It's never like all good or all bad, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, no, yeah. Kids, I mean, they, they, they really, you know, like I, I think the one thing too that I've really noticed is that I'm, I'm more scared yeah. now, 
not even financially. Like I got over the hump of like, oh my gosh, like I'm in charge of these kids. I need to make money. Right. But more like I'm afraid of something happening to me especially or to like my kids, mm. you know, like I was afraid of death before, but like now I'm really afraid of it. You know, like the idea, like <laughs> yeah. I can like, hit by a car or something and, and not even like financially. Cause like we have insurance and all that, right. but like just that, like they'd be left without dad, right. you know, like, it, Oh God, like I'm like tearing up. Like even like, thinking about like, it's crazy because you, these are like your little kids and you're supposed to raise them and like, you know, teach them and, and love them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I know a couple, they, they both have motorcycles, but oh, they won't gosh. ride on the same motorcycle together. Oh, man. Because yeah. they're like, if, if one of us dies, like, we don't want our kids, we want at least either mom or dad to stay alive. Like, yeah. we don't want them to lose both. Hell yeah. Dude, I just had a family member two months ago get hit, killed. He was like in his 20s in a motorcycle accident. It wasn't even his fault. He's dead. He yeah. didn't have kids or anything. He was just starting out his life, man. You know, it's true. My uncle just died a couple weeks ago. Motorcycle accident. Oh my God. I'm sorry. Jeez. He was just in America and his daughter, my cousin, uh, was pregnant. She just had a baby like recently. And so he was going to, because he's like older, he's retired. So okay. he was like, this is awesome. I'm going to like move to America and become a full-time grandpa. Aww. And then like as she was pregnant and he was just like sitting, waiting around with nothing to do. He was like, okay, I'm bored. I'm going to go back to Nepal, just hang oh out with gosh. some friends for a couple months. Un wait until the baby's born, right? So he goes uh, back to Nepal, gets killed in a motorcycle accident. Oh my gosh, I can't even... And that's the thing. So, like, when you're when you're single, right, or even married, right, like, when you don't have kids, I guess, like, you have more – I don't want to say, like, freedom to, like, do whatever you want. Like, you do. You can, Anyone can do anything they want no matter what, right? Mm -hmm. But, like, once kids came in, at least for me, like, I stopped doing a lot of the stuff that I really, really want to do. Like, I would love to own a motorcycle and travel up and down the coast, right? Mm -hmm. Like, even, like, cigars. I haven't smoked a cigar in two years. Like, because I'm deathly afraid of it, like, giving me cancer and killing me, but I love them. And the only reason I'm not doing it is because mm -hmm. of my kids. Like, I don't want to, ha like, have, like, like, it was my fault that that happened. Right. You know? And, I, oh, man. Like, even, like, being around people smoking. Like, I've never smoked a cigarette. Cigars and beer are the only two, like, vices. Yeah. Right? Even beer, like, I'll have one, max, like, two or three. And I said that, like, FinCon conference, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. So I'll, like, get drunk, like, once a year rather than once a weekend. You know, I, I know, I actually know I had an editor, my newspaper editor, started eating a lot healthier after his daughter was born. Oh, yeah. Yep. Good you know, point. He was yep. like, I don't want to die of a heart attack when my daughter's, like, 10. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Um, so for us, we just, our eating habits got better. Like, we would work. And hustle or my wife would be studying and we wouldn't eat dinner till like 11 sometimes 12 at night mm -hmm. you know and we snack during the day and so with kids like everything is very schedule based like if you want like generally happy like kid like kids like to know kind of what to expect at certain times they behave better yeah there's certain times where we eat breakfast and where we have dinner or lunch and then dinner and then like we have this system right so we started feeding them at six o'clock every night six to seven going from six to seven to like midnight is like a huge difference you know, so it took a few months to adjust. So now we eat together like as a family and we're trying to get them to experiment eating and stuff. And because not, my wife never cooked before mm -hmm. and now she cooks because now we want healthy food in our kids, you know, and, and we want to be healthy ourselves. But we just didn't pay attention as much until the kids came, mm -hmm. you know. So you're right. I never even thought about that. But yeah, our, our eating's better. Our sleeping's better. Um, a lot of stuff is better because of them, um, you know, because that's the thing. Like you really just want to make sure like you're providing as much like love and support and kind of like structure so they don't have to worry about anything. And like, I love like every day, like I, when I, when I either I'm going to, you know, go in my work office or my kid's going to go out and play. Like I always make sure like your job today, like I tell them every morning, your job today is to play and have fun. You know, that's it. That's all you have to do, you know, cause I don't want them worrying about anything, you know? And I remember like even, when like our kid, our, when our first one was born and like and we were leaving, I asked the nurse, I said like, give me like some advice here. Like I have like nothing, you know, like I've never changed a diaper yet. You know, like I mean, the nurses do it. I wouldn't even want to do it at first. <laughs> uh, and she just looked and she just said like, just love them. Like you can't, you can't love them enough. You know, just keep doing, you can't over love them. Mm. And that's like the only thing that like sticks in my head, you know? Um, so like, I don't know what to do. I'll just love them, you know, <laughs> you know, and babies too. Like we're just getting out of the baby stage. So like that world versus little kids and, and, you know, toddlers and teens, they're way different worlds. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm not sure how it's going to be then, but I know now, like, 
you know, I was just paying attention to them, focusing, loving them and, you know, trying to make sure that they're generally happy, you know? Yeah. So yeah, they change your life, man, for good and bad sometimes. So what do you think about the argument? We, we kind of brought this up um, in the real estate episode that we did. Mm-hmm. There are some people who say, well, I have to live in a house because I have a kid. Oh yeah. What do you think of that? I think it's a lot easier mm-hmm. to live with more space with kids. Mm-hmm. Comfort levels and, and um, just generally like normalcy. Mm-hmm. Like having kids have their own rooms, like it makes more peace. That being said, like, no, you, you can have a kid. I mean, shit, like people have kids in the ghettos and, and third world countries all over the place in streets, and, like 30 to a room, you know, right. like you don't have to have a, a house. Like it's, it's definitely a choice, just like with a lot of stuff we talk about with money, right? Like whether you live in a, you know, a trailer or a mansion, you know, it's like a personal choice for the, for the, for our, for our audience, obviously not for everyone. Right. Um, but for like, you know, middle-class like people that are, that are reading and we're talking to like, like all this stuff is pretty much in your choice, in your, in your control. Right. You know, like I think over the years, once I start having kids and just really stumbled across the online world, like I've been more into like minimalism and early retirement and like kind of, you know, I mean like into like composting, no waste stuff now. Right. Like my, where I was like four years ago to now mentally is like way different. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I say that is because for me, I would take the risk of living like in an RV with my kids or like a one bedroom apartment, a for money. But I'm like really, I'm really into like this challenging how simple you can make life be, mm-hmm. you know, like the whole minimalism thing, like, like a I tiny kinda, house movement, tiny house. I would live in a tiny house with them or two or three in a little circle or something. I don't know. Like I want to experiment and see once and all if I could do it. Mm. But when you're married and then when you also have kids, it's not just you, right? So like, would my kids be happier? You know, I don't know. Maybe most people would say probably not. You know, would my wife, like no way. She's been adamant. We are not doing that, right? You wait till they're out of there, you know, or the kids are older or whatever. So I think it, it just it just really comes down to preference and how much, I guess, uncomfortableness you kind of want to make it. And I remember you said in that in that podcast, yeah. like you you love, you know, or I don't know if you love it, but you were totally okay living in an apartment with your family, right? Yeah, yeah. So when we when I was born, we had just recently immigrated to America. I was technically born in Nepal, but my parents, I was adopted. Okay, a little bit of background for the listeners. Um, I was adopted. I was my, my, my adoptive dad and my biological dad are brothers. Hmm. I was my, my adoptive parents, who are by blood my uncle and aunt, they moved to America in 1977. And I was born in Nepal to, as the child of my illegal uncle and aunt. Okay. Um, this is, I'm making this more complicated to, than it needs yeah, to be. Yeah. I think I'd be adopted. That was enough to get a picture. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anyway. So I was born there, but then I, I came, when I came to America, my parents are my adoptive parents, uh, have had already been in the U S for a few years when, and during that time, my dad was going to graduate school. And so they were brand new to the country. Like they were just getting started. They were in their early 40s. They were just graduating for the first time and getting their very first jobs in U.S. dollars for the first time. So, yeah. So, I mean, we were we were starting at that like new immigrant level. So when I was really little, we lived in like just some shitty little apartment. I don't really remember it. And then my dad, eventually, he actually he didn't have enough money for a down payment on a house. So his department head, he, he was a, he taught at the University of Cincinnati and his department head actually loaned him the money to wow. make a down payment on a house. Wow. And did he get the house just to be more secure and safe for you, for you kids or for you? How, or is it just you? I yeah, it's just me. Okay. So, and let me look at what I'm trying to z- look up on Zillow right now. Cause it was like such a modest house too. You trying to look at the value of it? Yeah, I'm totally doing that right now. So in 2003, this house sold for $123,000. Oh my Lord. Yeah. Well, back then it was like 15,000 or something. Yeah. So we're talking like a, a shitty little house, you yeah. know, but he probably, he wanted probably to give you security and build the foundation of a family and all that. I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. But, you know, like for me, from my perspective, at least as a kid, it d- didn't, you know, 
Yeah, you know, it doesn't matter. Yeah, like I'm happy. Like I'm happy banging a spoon into a pot. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, we just did that yesterday. It's still, it's still very exciting for kids. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, and what you said too, necessity versus like what you want, right? Mm-hmm. Like most people would probably like want a bigger house and a nice yard, right? Like that whole thing, which is fine, you know, but if you need, you know, but you don't need, need it, right? It's like the same with everything. Like depending on what your dreams and your goals are, yeah. like that's, that's the, the key kids it does throw it for a loop but like you just adjust right yeah um, like I'm trying to like get in small like we have a pretty small house now in, in my standards um it's two only two bedrooms and so like like my baby sleeps in my office and my son is upstairs in, in, in his own room but my wife wants a, more space like especially being home like she feels cramped whereas mm-hmm. I I don't feel cramped but like we're obviously different people and so like you know, and, and I would say, like, the, I guess that, like, kind of the conveniences to having more space is, like, when one of them is sick, like, you're separated more. If anyone in the family is sick, for that matter, like, it's easy to, like, separate yourself. Um, and also, especially with babies, like, they cry all the time, you know. And if you get one kid sleeping and the next one's wailing and the other one's awake and then they're both upset, like, it just it just becomes – there's, like, miserable nights. Mm. So the nice thing about having the extra space is just being able to, like – minimalize like the damage to you like emotionally and like physically (laughs) yeah but there's pros and cons either way right but like like i tell my wife like if we could like retire quote like we could not need money we never have to earn money again but we live in like a trailer park Mm -hmm. right like but you don't have to live anywhere again would you do it and the first response is no like i don't want to live in a tiny trailer right you know and so like whereas i think of the freedom she thinks of like the inconvenience Right. You know, and so so it's interesting as the years go by, like I'm getting farther and farther into like this minimalism weird land uh-huh. and she's really not. So I'm like and everything I'm reading is like, hey, like just, you know, maybe they'll pick up on your actions over time. Right. Like start doing changes. Don't try and get them to change, but maybe they'll pick up on it. You know? yeah. <laughs> They're not picking up on it. So I don't know <laughs> <what to> do. <laughs> you know, so one of the. Like one of the things that kind of drives me crazy a little bit is when I when readers will say because so what you're talking about Jay Money is like it's it's all about choice right like yes you could live in a trailer you could yes. well, plenty of people do live in like third world slums and have of children of course you know? so it boils down to choice yes and I hear from so many readers who are like. I really want to be a real estate investor, you know, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, start out by buying a multi-unit property, like buy yeah. like a, a duplex, right. live in one of the units and rent out the other one. Right. And that'll be your first like $500 in passive income, yeah. you know, and they're like, well, I can't do that because I have kids. Yeah. And I'm like, well. <laughs> I know that fires you up. Because. <laughs> I wish you had kids just so you could like double emphasize. Because here's the thing. It's like, okay, let's let's talk about how much work do you have to do to make an extra $500 a month, right? Right. And so let's say, let's say that you make uh, 40 bucks an hour, all right? So 500 a month is, that's an extra, tw- so let's say you can stop working an extra 12 hours per month. Well, and remember taxes and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, and then taxes and all of that. So all right. like 15 hours. Or oh, but you would get taxed on your $40 oh, income yeah. also. So then yeah, it would true. roughly even out. Okay. okay. You know, so like, let's say by making that extra 500 a month, you've now replaced 12 hours of work. So that's an extra 12 hours that you have with your kids. You know, like that's like the balance that you kind of have to think about. But most people don't think that way. Most people are like, oh, I want a yard, you know, and like and the part that like also I I can't wrap my head around is like I'm not saying live in a duplex forever. I'm saying live there for one year just so you can qualify for that mortgage. Right. And then after one year, you can move out and move back into the home you're living in right now. You know, or in yeah. some other home. Like, uh, well, so yeah. we're talking about one year. We're not talking about forever. And with one year of suffering, quote unquote suffering, right. now you have an extra $500 that's coming in in perpetuity for the rest of your life, you know, yeah. that you can use to like build your kid's college fund or pay for that health insurance bill or, you know, just reduce your right. workload. Yeah. Well, and I think, I mean, that touches on a couple of things. One, like instead of saying like, I can't do that, it's not. Anyone can do it. So you just, you don't want to do that. Yeah. Right. So that's obviously the first thing. And then the second is like, you don't care. You don't want the $500 as much, 
you know, which is fine, right? Like you don't want to, I mean, that's, that's the problem with like average people out there, right? Mm -hmm. Like they know how to make millions. They know how to lose weight. They know how to quit smoking, like all this stuff. Mm. Everyone knows how to do it. Yeah, right. I mean, I cringe at some of my own articles. Oh, you know how to save money? Just spend less than you earn. Boom, done. Forever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's all it is. People know, people are smart enough. Right. It's just they don't care enough or they don't think they can do it, right? One or the other. Yeah, you know? that's a that's actually an excellent point. Yeah, because like, yeah, I mean, it's it's perfectly fine to say like, oh, okay, I've considered, do I want an extra 500 passive dollars in perpetuity yes. or do I want a larger house? Correct. And I've weighed both of those options and I've yes. chosen that I would like yes. a larger house. Perfect. That's a perfectly fine statement. Yes. And that's what it comes down to with everything in life. It's the, <laughs> For the, it's the, the using the, the kids as, a, as an excuse. Yeah, it is. As an yeah. excuse to say, well, I can't. My hands are tied and I cannot do this because of the children. Sure. That's an excuse. You yeah. know? And, and granted, it's, if the excuses were valid down to like non-valid, I, as a parent, would say that's a pretty valid excuse. I'm not saying it's good or bad, but that's like I can understand, I guess, because I have kids. Mm -hmm. Like for me, like my excuse is traveling for mm -hmm. two reasons. One, like just the idea of having screaming kids in a plane for a long time, like I can't fathom it, you know. And so like I always say to myself, like you can't travel as much because you have kids. Right. Okay. Plenty of people do all over the world. Right. And then the second one is like, well, I guess that's really all it is. And, and, and breaks up the routine too. And the routine is, you know, obviously you can't have a routine every single day, but like I, we, I weigh the pros and cons. I'm like, you know what? Like, I don't think it's in the cards at this stage, maybe when they're a little bit older and they can talk, for right. example. So that's like my excuses and me validating, yeah. but at least I think about it. First. But I, but I, but what I hear you saying isn't you're not saying you can't. You're saying you don't want to, right. or that you Correct. choose not to. Yeah. Or like I would drive ten hours instead of being on a plane for five hours. Like that's right. I, I choose that. I'm more comfortable that way. Yeah. Heck, I choose that even now. Yeah. Like, hell yeah. Yeah. With sure. just with me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's the same thing too. Is yeah, even like. Like going out, right? Like, like the one, I think the one part that suffered, it, it's helped and both suffered is my wife and I, like we were like always doing stuff together and the, like we were always going out together, right? Mm -hmm. And so now we're always with our kids all the time. And so there's very limited amount of just one-on-one -on -one with just my wife and I, yeah. you know, and we have some time at night, you know, but now that I like have this weird Benjamin Franklin schedule, like, like that's, <laughs> that's like a little off now and you will try date nights and stuff. And it's just like, it just changes a lot, right? So there's like goods, but then it's like, hey, don't forget, like you have this relationship with your wife, you know? So you have like, you have like your partner relationship, your kids, each of them, however many you have is a whole relationship. And then you have your work relationship and then you have your personal relationship. That's a lot. Back in the day, it was just like one. You just, you just care about yourself, you know? <laughs> which is fine. And honestly, if I can go back in time, I would say keep being selfish like to that degree, right? Like do all these things that you hope and dream and love and want to do because things change as you get older, right? Mm -hmm. You know, like I, I, I think I traveled and we were in the military family. So I traveled a lot and I worked for the airlines so I could travel for free anywhere on the world. So like I traveled my ass off. Yeah. I miss it a lot right now. I miss it a lot. But, like, I'm so glad that, like, I did a lot of those things, even though it, like, was bad for, like, finances, you know, at the time. Yeah. And that's a choice, too, right? Like, do, would I have, would I rather have an extra hundred grand over the years? But what, what, if I had to wipe away all the memories of all the traveling? Like, I wouldn't do it. Right. You know? and, and traveling, some people don't care about. So maybe it's, like, baseball cards or whatever, like, your hobby is, you know. Right. It doesn't have to be travel, of course. And kids change that, too, right? Like, now kids become, like, your not hobby it's like your responsibility <laughs> but you can't do all that stuff that you did before and you can but it just it just comes with a lot of different um you know set of rules i guess or, or variables I yeah. Say. yeah yeah and i will say for the listeners who are interested in traveling with kids there's a, a podcast called the family adventure podcast this entire podcast is like interviews with families like people with children who are traveling Mm. And like who have made travel kind of the centerpiece of their life. A, a lot of them are like hardcore travelers and they'll go on like six month or eight month trips like, right. with their kids. And a lot of them will road school their kids. And so road school <laughs> is this movement. It's kind of like homeschooling, like except that. instead of being at home, you're on the road. And yeah. then every time you go somewhere, like you go to Australia, you've got this instant, it's like the ultimate field trip. So you've yes. got this instant, uh, the all these instant lessons about history and 
geography and geology and uh, oh, you know all and all of that that's like built in because your kids are naturally going to be curious. Yes. So like you use that as a teaching tool. Hell yes! And I'll tell you, like even listening to you speak, I'm like, yes, yes, I want to do that. I want to go to Australia right now and do that with my kids. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because I don't know. I don't. I've never researched it online, but mm-hmm. I now at least I know I can go and listen to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so like that stuff is really good because that obviously shows it is possible. Now I will say like. There's a lot of variables even in that, right? Like, A, like, there's the whole debate on whether you should homeschool someone or not. That's a whole other thing. Mm -hmm. You have to be good with having less stuff to travel everywhere. So that's, like, one big thing. You have to have both jobs or one job that lets you work or whatever, right? So there's, like, all these different variables that go into it. Mm -hmm. If you you can put them all together and master it or at least risk it and challenge it, I give you mad, mad respect for that because that is hard to do. You know, and I, so like I've gotten the work from anywhere part down, you know, I've got the kids part down. So now I got that, you know, I got the travel bug, right? Financially, could I do it? I don't know. Better than I could before. Mm-hmm. But the missing link is like, does this what the family wants or, you know, and that's the thing with kids too. Like, so I actually do agree that. The, so, I mean, obviously like I was in the military family, so I moved every two years. Like I've probably lived in 25, 30 different cities or places and I'm 35 now. And so, so I learned a lot and it changed my like culture. I was all around the world. It changed like the way I, I, I interact with people. You know, that's, that I was really shy and that helped me be a little bit more outgoing. Mm-hmm. You know, I like found myself more, you know, but on the other hand, like I have a brother and sister and some of them, like it didn't do the same thing for them. You know, like they, like some of them like the stability and like being at home for once, you know what I'm saying? Um, so there's a lot of like personalities. I mean, you know, like it was money, right? It's all, it's all based on how you are as a person, how you feel about things and then what you're, what you're trying to go after. I mean, that's really all it is. And, and then there's the stuff that happens to you in life that are shitty or awesome that like distract you or like screw you, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. You can do a lot with kids. You just have to make the choice if it's worth the hassle or the risk. <sighs> yeah. And I'm learning. I mean, I've only a dad for three years and I think it's finally hit me like a couple of weeks ago that I'm a dad. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. You know, like this is, you know, it's weird. Like when you're first heard, like, like, oh, are you the father of so-and-so? You're like, oh my gosh, I'm a father. You know, like <laughs> I feel so young. Like I feel so old to me. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, like I'm growing out my beard for like the first time pretty much in my life. Mm-hmm. And like, there's all these little gray hairs in there. I'm like, where the hell did those things come from? <laughs> you know, those were not there before kids, you know, at least I don't know. I never grew my hair out, but <laughs> You know, and I think a funny thing with kids for me, back to the schedule, right? So I'm go with the flow, do whatever, travel, all that stuff, right? That was my life. There was no, there was even job wise, like blogging is the longest job I've had in my entire life, you know? And that were after like, I hit year three, that was the longest job ever, you know? And I mean like year seven now. So like, oh, now I lost my train of thought because I'm thinking of my beard and my gray hair. <laughs> Oh, man. I don't know what we're talking about, but... Blogging, longest job you've had in your life. Uh... <sighs> oh, the schedule. It happened mm. to be a schedule. So, like, I tell my brother this. So, my brother's, like, a bachelor. He's always going on dates. He's looking for the right one. And I'm like, oh, man, like, enjoy this this freedom and all this. And I know it gets old, right? Like, some people, like, you do want to find people, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And start a mm. family or whatever. Um, and so, I tell him, like, because he's, he's always at bars or, like, dates, right? So sometimes I'll text him at seven o'clock and I'll say, it's dinner time. You have to come home right now and, and watch your kids and put them to bed and give them a bath. And then you can go back out at nine, you know? And he's like, oh my God, like, no, I'm in the middle of something fun. I'm like, sorry, you've got kids, you know? And like mm-hmm. that one thing to me, like, that was like a shock. Like every night I have to feed them, you know, and bathe them every single night. Right. That was like mind blowing to me. Like I couldn't, I couldn't even, it's just, you know, and again, if you're doing the schedule thing and some people don't do that stuff, but Uh every night at seven, no matter what I'm doing, where I'm at, how happy or sad I am, I'm with my kids. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's like a big change when you're used to doing anything in the world at any time. Right. Um, And again, like there's the people like you're talking about that travel around that maybe not might not have some of these schedules, which is fine. But for uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they do. Um, Maybe you know, like you could. Yeah. No reason you couldn't do that, like in Australia. Sure. You know. Okay, kids, we're gonna be here for three months, and this is exactly what we're gonna do every day. Yeah. No, you're right. You're totally right. Like it's it's funny the things that like concern you or like you're like, Mm -hmm. oh, I didn't like. 
I never, so I don't know. Every time I text my brother that, he's like, you don't need to say anything else. I get it. Like I'm enjoying myself because <laughs> you do lose freedom. Like it, you, you do like, there's no way around it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it just changes or you can still have your freedom, but you have to suffer the consequences. Right. Like, like when I see you, like you're traveling like to like Ecuador and all over the world burning man. Right. Yeah. Okay. I said, yes, I want that. How do I get that? Well, I could take my kids everywhere. But there's a little hassle there. So is it worth it? Probably not. That's a lot of travel. And I don't know. Like, I'm not at that stage yet, right? Yeah. Or I can go by myself. Awesome. I have freedom. I can party. But now my wife is with them. And I feel bad for traveling everywhere and leaving my kids behind. Mm -hmm. Right? So, like, there's all these things that you then have to weigh. And then it's like, am I selfish for doing this? Like, am I I screwing over my, my partner? You know, there's like all these variables and me, like I've gotten like more emotional with kids. Mm -hmm. So like the thought of like missing stuff is like, you know, like I'm just, I guess I'm like, I don't travel as much and stuff because I want to, I just want to be there with them. And I, I also want to help my wife a lot, Yeah, you know? So like, so that's like a sacrifice that I can't do these other things I normally would do. Yeah. Right. And so, and some people, right. There's great dads that like can manage it all. There's some horrible dads that like, don't give a shit and just still go out party, drink and don't even care about their kids. Right. Right. And then there's the, you know, so there's like all kinds of dads out there. And, and, you know, I wouldn't, if someone said like, you're going to travel like once a year only when you have kids, I'd be like, no way I'm not having kids. You know, <laughs> but like, but that's the reality now, but I'm a different person now. Right. And that's just in general, you know, business, life, everything. It's funny that you bring up Burning Man, actually, because one thing I've, I've noticed over the, because I've been going for 10 years. Oh, and so gosh, I've, seen, wow. <laughs> I've seen the changes between 2005 and 2015. Yeah. And um, like nowadays, there are a lot more kids there than there really? were 10 years ago. Tons. Wait, how, how old are, are you talking? You're not talking about babies, right? Are you yeah, no, about- they're actually my good friends of mine, uh, Corey uh-huh. and Jessica, they brought like a baby, like a straight up crawling in the dust. She couldn't oh. even walk yet, baby. Oh. Holy moly. You know, and of course for them, like their experience at Burning Man was based around her eating and sleeping schedule. Right. So it's not like they could go out, like they're at Burning Man, but like, you know, they're... (laughs) I imagine the babysitters are a little busy uh, (laughs) doing stuff that maybe your kid doesn't need to look at or something. (laughs) Well, fortunately, kids like, you know, they don't understand nuance, you know, so like they just understand that people are like smiling and laughing and talking to them. (laughs) And there's probably a lot of those there. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of smiley people there. So, you know, that's great. And it's cool, actually, because people are like, Corey was out with his daughter this one day and like there were these four... Because people at Burning Man do all kinds of crazy shit. Right. So like there were these four people who were all dressed as bananas walking down the street. <laughs> like his kid loved that, you know? <laughs> yeah, kids love bananas. <laughs> it's actually in many ways like kind of a perfect playground. Yeah, it's a playground for adults. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So oh. it's like totally. And then you'll see the kids there and you know, there's kids of all ages. So then you'll see the kids who are like kind of between five to nine and like they're like old enough to start interacting with things or especially like at eight or nine they're like they're definitely old enough to like really be interactive you know and so like there will be like you know those balance beams like there will be like a balance beam where people have like foam weapons and then they're like battling each other and who falls off the balance beam first like you know the other one's the victor right and um and at Burning Man, like, it's totally socially acceptable for, like, a five-year-old to go up against a grown-up. Oh. And it's, <laughs> it's so interesting to watch that happen because there will be some grown-ups who, like, will let the kid win. Right. And then there are other grown-ups who would just, like, knock the kid right off. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, no one's taking me down. <laughs> I'm awesome. <laughs> and it's just so much fun to watch and to, like, to watch the grown-up get up there and, like, this if the the victor keeps battling until the victor go you know gets knocked off so the grown up will like battle a bunch of other grown ups you know so then it's like men battling men and men battling women and then the men's battling like a 5 year old you know and oh then, my like, gosh it's just it's cool to see it's like it's it adds to the burning man experience to like to have that diversity and to right. watch all of those people interact like it just it makes the the community more of a community Right, right. Yeah, I give them mad respect for doing that. That's like, yeah, that's like way out of comfort zone for me. But like, I want to like get closer to like, uncomfortable in that way. You know, like you said, like any of this stuff is possible with kids. It's just it's just a different type of stuff. So we now I'm going to write this Burning Man down on a list of future uh, ideas for podcasts. I like that. 
I don't know anything about Burning Man just from like what you see in the media. So, you know, which I'm sort of skewed, but yeah, it's fascinating. Awesome. Well, I think we talked a lot on kids and, and life and money. What do you I think, think there? So. Yeah, I think we've been going on for a while. Yeah. If there's so for, anyone listening left. I know, right? For, so for the sake true. of the listeners, we totally intended for this to be like a 30 to 40 minute podcast, and we seem to keep going to like an hour plus. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know. Like, honestly, like I've never really podcast. I wouldn't even listen to podcasts, to be honest with you. So like, this is all like rather new to me. I've been on them and interviewed, but never hosted one. So I think we like to talk a lot. So if you like it, great. If not, let us know. I yeah. guess either way, just so we can try and make it better. Yeah, talking. for sure. Cool. So thanks, Jay Money. Yeah. Thanks for all the awesome questions and making me cry. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go hug my kids now when we get off. Aww. <laughs> We'd like to thank our sponsors, nobody. We don't have any sponsors, but we would like to thank you for listening, because if you weren't, we'd just be talking to ourselves, and that would be weird. If you liked us, please do the following three things. Number one, subscribe to this show on iTunes. Number two, download as many episodes as you'd like. And number three, leave us an iTunes review. If you'd like to know more about us, check out themoneyshow.co. That's themoneyshow.co.